I don't get to introduce Jacqueline often, so I'll take this time. I have three points. No, I don't. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> I actually just have one. I was just praying for Jacqueline this morning, knowing she was going to speak. And um, what the Lord showed me is just something about Jacqueline that if you know her at all, you'll see. And that is, she has a gift of faith, but this is how it shows itself. Jacqueline sees God everywhere. I mean, she just sees God everywhere, and that's a good thing. In your deepest pit, Jacqueline will say, I see God there. <laughs> you may not see him, but she sees him for you. And so I just want to, um, I'm thankful that you're here, a friend, a colleague, and I want to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you that you've uh, given Jacqueline the gift to see you. And I just ask that you translate that gift of seeing to each and every one of us as we hear the message that you've placed on her heart. Lord, lift our eyes to you. Let us see the kingdom of Jesus. Let us have wisdom, revelation, mm-hmm. awareness, and the peace that she carries that she gets from Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. And we have, Randy, if you want to stay standing, we have, the elders have a moment for you. And Jane. And a mic. <laughs> So um, we wanted to honor uh, Randy and Jane today because this is his 10-year anniversary. This is their 10-year anniversary, I should say, as Randy serving as our senior pastor and our spiritual leader. And we really just wanted to say a blessing over you and pray over you together. Before we do that, I just wanted to say on behalf of the rest of the church, thank you. Thank you for stepping into that place of leadership. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the hours of tears, maybe, you cried, <laughs> and the laughter and the joy. And just thank you. And thank you for the future. Thank you for going on sabbatical so that we can bless you in that, too. So thank you. So let's everybody stand and raise a hand this way, if we could, please. So I, I just hear the Father saying today, um, well done, faithful son and daughter, in that as you serve as servants to him, but you serve out of a heart of a son and daughter, and that <clears throat> he He does see you, as you spoke today in that verse, that um, he is here to support you in every way. And so, Father, we just bless this family. We bless Randy and Jane and their whole family, Lord. We just... Um, Pray that that they can reap what they have sown into this church, Lord, in in ways that only you could repay, and and that they would just know that those things are from you, and just bless every everyone in their family, their their daughter and their sons, Lord, for the sacrifices they have made over the years for this church, and we just uh, just bless them. And, Father, we just continue to bless the future for what you have for them here and what they have for for how you will work through them. For us, Lord, we just thank you for their heart of, of pastor to to each one of us as a, as a shepherd. Father, and I just uh, pray an increase today of trust, courage, and joy in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So I asked God today, as I've been preparing for this, 
what's the environment that you want to talk about deliver us from evil? And I felt like, and I didn't know, there's lots of ways that we could enter into this. And I am so thrilled between what um, the people that Lynn leads in the first morning prayer, as well as what worship was about, as well as the fact it's Palm Sunday and the kids got to rejoice as well as we get to celebrate with Randy and Jane with 10 years, that we get to enter this into with celebration and excitement and hope. So this is a great day for me. We're going to do, as you've done every week, the Lord's Prayer, but I'm going to do this a little bit different, so I'm going to have you stand, because part, if you learn anything today over what, I, what I'm going to talk about, is you have authority God has granted you an amazing authority to speak his word and breathe it in as something living and true and transformational. So when we say it, what I'm going to do, so here's your instructions. I want you to say it and then take a breath. So we're going to we're going to say the words as we breathe out, and we're going to breathe in what we just spoke over ourselves. And then I'm going to start. So if we can get it, are you ready? I have to get close enough to read it so I say the right verb, right, the right thing. Our Father in heart, hallowed be your name. Breathe the truth of that. Your kingdom come. Your will be done and breathe on earth as it is in heaven and breathe. Give us this day our daily bread and breathe. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Breathe. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And breathe. When we breathe in the truth, it becomes a living part of us. Okay, you can sit. I'm going to have you stand again just to prepare you. I'm going to be really honest as we go along. This is important to me. I started my vineyard walk in deliverance ministry. It was the first ministry I got to when I first started in the vineyard 27 years ago. And, it is, and I don't do a lot of it anymore because we found, I found out that the more you know Jesus, the more that you breathe in the presence of God, the enemy flees. And so what I want to teach you is, I'm going to teach you a bunch of things, and they're all in twos. just happened to be that way. But I also want to talk about my story, because part of this whole talk is about walking into the truth of who, who Jesus is and the authority that Jesus has given me. So on that, I was saved by my husband who's sitting back at the sound booth. When we were dating, I was in, um, I was a, a gung-ho, 12-step person. So I was in Elena, and I was an adult children of alcoholics. I was in every new one that came along that 
felt like it touched my life, and it was life-giving for me. And my husband would keep saying, you can't serve two masters. And I could not for the life of me understand what that meant. And then, like God, when my time was ready, when he came to rescue me, that became really apparent, and it brought me to my knees and into the kingdom of God. So if you remember that, it's in Matthew 6:24. You cannot serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. And I thought, oh, my gosh, in this today, I want to talk about two masters. And I felt like the Lord nudged me and said, and just remind people there is not a third kingdom of self. Yourself is either committed to the master, to Satan, or is committed to the eternal God. You can't have a choice. We're born into the kingdom of darkness. And my story is a story of how Jesus rescued me. And how many times, if I were going to sit and interview all of you, I'm going to guess that in your story, before you became um, saved, there actually were time and time and time again that God protected you, he came in to rescue you, he was there before you ever knew he was there. And that's part of my story. So I'm in the 12 steps. I am so excited. I've realized that I have this very personal relationship with a God. I had come into the 12 steps because I knew I was powerless. I knew God could restore me and that I could turn my life over to God. God was very generic to me. But that didn't stop God. My understanding did not stop God from inviting me into the kingdom. And that's a significant part of all of our stories, is he comes before we're even aware of it. And for me, it was confusing until my husband said, you get two choices here. You can stay in a very generic God, or you can step into the kingdom of God. And that salvation ticket changed my life. It put me not, it took me out of darkness into light, but more importantly, it took me in the beginning of a journey of freedom and celebration. And that you cannot find in the kingdom of darkness. You'll notice there's no PowerPoints. I want, these are three of the discipleship tools. If I can invite you into anything, is to start a journey of discipleship. And so I am just literally stealing the most significant parts of this right out of our tools. Who are these two masters? And in, and I'm going to get it because I just moved it, in the reality of Satan, we get to come to some realities. And in the tool called spiritual reality, this is what it says. The the key truth about Satan is that he's already defeated and that his time and power on earth is limited. He cannot be in one more, more than one place at once, although he does have a dominion of demonic and influences that. 
he cannot read your mind. And he can't tell your future. He is a created being, subservient in all ways to God. He is not equal. And in some ways, what we think of when we think of battling, we think of two equal components. And that's just not true. If Satan's design for us, if he cannot tell our future, read our minds, know our destiny, then he's guessing. And he's a good guesser, but he is not speaking truth. Only God can speak the truth of who we are and who he is and what authority he has given us. And so when we're bent to something that our circumstances, the belief system that we grew up in, when we bend to that and we hear the whispers and the tormentor and the harasser and the a spirit of affliction, when they come on us, we're believing the lies of the enemy. So keep that in mind. We talked about the enemy. What is Satan's kingdom? It's darkness. It's death. It's a place of deception. It's a place that woos us from the truth of who we are. But it is a place of where... I love God, and Randy's right. There is nothing I like better than no matter where you are to see where God is because he is a rescuing God. He is a God who is fighting for truth and transformation in your life. So I know that there are horrific stories out there about people's circumstances, and I know the enemy loves to play into that. But I also know that if we ask, We get to see where God is in that. We get to see the strategies and plans for our lives to walk into the fullness of who he is and who we are. So everything, everything, even the plans of the enemy, glorify God. We are so lucky to have a God. I'm going to go, I have notes you would not believe because I wanted to be really honoring of you guys' time and to be able to make sure that that what I talked about really um, was meaningful to you all, God. So we've talked about one master. I want to talk about God in the kingdom. And lucky for all of you, we happen to have two discipleship tools that just talk about that. As soon as I lay all this groundwork, I'm excited because we're going to practice. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how do you actually, from the strategies of God, how do you actually take authority over your life? And then we're prayer walking in the summer. And so how do you take authority over areas that you are not have spiritual authority over? So what are those two things and how are we going to embrace all of this? So what does God do for us in our salvation? And in this, again, salvation tool, nothing is really, you get, I want to create a hunger for you to go, I want the whole package in this. But what was written in Ephesians 2, 4, 7, is what does God do for us at salvation? And that's what's important for us today. Motivated by his love and mercy, we're invited. He made us alive with Christ, raising us up with him. 
a new life, a new kingdom worldview. He seated us with him in heavenly places, a new position. I want you to literally think about your salvation as I was in darkness. I got an invitation to say yes because God never, ever, ever, and the journey that we get to experience is takes away our choice. So he's going to say, do you want this? And when you say yes, he is going to place you in his kingdom. You live in a whole different view and a whole different relationship from Satan and from the kingdom of darkness when you say yes. So you are going to operate. Now, what is the fun thing about being in the kingdom of darkness is in order for you to continually saying yes to Jesus, the enemy, the demonic realm, is going to invade your space. And that's a good thing because you always get to say yes to Jesus. If you had no reason to say yes on a continual basis, we would become complacent. But Jesus... And the, and the schemes and the, the thoughts of, of the demonic realm thinks that he can lure us away, can trick us, can deceive us. And even if it's for a moment, in the scheme of eternity, he cannot take away what we choose to say yes to in Jesus. So it strengthens us. It's a good thing when you go, oh, I hear that tormenting spirit. I hate that. And you can say, but I have a position to use the authority God has given me. I get to say yes to Jesus one more time. And that's a great, exciting thing to do. All right, so I just want to do one more thing, and then we're going to practice. And that is, I highlighted all these in yellow, and when you're up here, you can't see yellow. So... Note to self, if you're ever speaking, don't highlight in yellow. <laughs> this is on, this particular tool is on the kingdom of God is our worldview. So now we're all positioned in this place. And I think Randy wrote this, so it will sound like him. The practical implications of the kingdom. It won't sound like me. And I'm going to read these because, again, like we said the Lord's Prayer, this is our position. This is what we're invited into. This is what we get to stand firmly on. The kingdom is the lens in which we view our lives in reality, making us, making us make sense of the mysteries of life. God brings his kingdom through our faithfulness and with his power. Announcing the kingdom of God requires proclamation and demonstration. The invitation to deliver us from evil. The word of God brings illumination, and the power of God brings illustration. The kingdom is within us, believers, because the king lives in us. Everywhere we go, the kingdom of God is present. So if you would just do me a favor, this is not in my notes, but I just felt, would you just put your hands out? Because I want to remind us that the kingdom of God lives in us. And Jesus, this is the position I want to live in my life. Because wherever I go, it means the kingdom goes with me. And it steps into every circumstance 
that I step into. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'm setting a stage now, so let me just prepare you. So it's important to know (laughs) what the do's and don'ts of walking in to deliver me from evil is. And I have the oh. I have the don'ts, and it's only three, but I have a whole page of do's. So what's important about when you're engaging the enemy is truly do not think that you have authority over the character of the enemy. So don't engage in conversation. They're liars and deceivers, and they're not going to tell you the truth. And I don't care how much anointing and power you have, they have no responsibility to tell you the truth. You have authority over them, not their character. So just stay away from it. And then you will not get mesmerized into what the occult is. And this is just personal. So if you're a yeller and screamer, then you feel free to yell and scream. But it doesn't affect the kingdom of darkness. So this is just a normal voice. This is just the authority comes with your position in the kingdom, not in your authority to intimidate or try to overwhelm or try to take up space. It really is. You know who you are. You know who God is. And the enemy flees. Okay? So those are a few of your don'ts. Now this is what you get to do. Know your authority as a believer. Know your positional authority. So you have authority over your household. You have authority over your children that are not adult children. You have authority over a ministry that you may be leading. You have authority over your property. You have authority over whatever area of a business or where you work that is yours to steward. Those things you can take. You can stand and go, in the name of Jesus. And you can take authority of them. What you can't, and this is what's really important for us as we go into um, walk it out this summer, and we're going to prayer walk our neighborhoods and the city, and we're going to encourage you to take and prayer walk your businesses, and we're going to sit in hours of being able to give ourselves over to prayer for our communities. Unless you're in a very unique position, you probably are not the mayor or the governor or someone who has given positional authority over that area. So I'm going to tell you, you know that you have a God, you have Jesus who does have positional authority over all the, the earth. So when we pray in places without our authority that we have been given, we're going to ask for Jesus. So we're not going to say, in the name of Jesus, I cast that spirit of fear, or I cast this area of pornography out of the city. And we're not, we're not going to do that because that, that's not a good, healthy thing for any of us to do because we don't have the right. But we absolutely can say, Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, come. Bring your manifested presence over this territory. We repent for the things that have happened. 
God, and we'll have little cards that say it. The most important thing for me today is for you to know that God invites you. Like, you get two choices here. My personal authority that God has given me, or you can call upon heaven, the word, and God to, to exercise his authority over the darkness. I know people who say, oh, but I'm always going to call on Jesus because that's the easiest, safest, best way to do it. But the whole point of deliverance from evil is to be able to say and remind us that we have authority in the kingdom over what God has given us to us. So if we bypass Jesus, we never build the strength of faith, of hope, of authority, of understanding relationship, of being rescued and being able to rescue others in the name of Jesus. So it's important for you what you know. It's important that you actually operate in what you've been given. And what you haven't been given, absolutely give to Jesus. Um, Another thing that's just really kind of important, it isn't really important, it's just how you like to do life. But I personally am not really, I don't like when the kingdom of God comes, there's a clash, and all kinds of manifestations can happen in that clash. My personal preference is to just bind any of that because I don't want to clean up the mess. If you like to clean up the mess, it, feel free to allow that clash to kind of explode in front of you. And you get to see something really powerful in that where you see the power of God and the power of darkness um, hit and the power of light and Jesus win. I personally bind it all because I just don't want to do anything. I would just want the work done and walk in my own authority, the authority of Jesus, and move in the kingdom. So I don't do that. didn't mean I didn't do it in the past, but I don't do it now. It is important whenever you're walking into anything as your kingdom person in celebration of who God made you to know you're never alone. So if the enemy is whispering, you're on your own, you... You know, you're not ready. You're not equipped. You can't do it. Anything like that, Jesus is always, always, always there because he has more investment in that person walking in freedom than you will ever have, and he is just inviting you to play. And there is nothing I like more than to play in the kingdom. The other thing that I find really helpful is because you cannot deal with a conversation, I look at the behavior or the characteristic of whatever that spirit's doing. So I'm not concerned about who they are. I'm not concerned about the hierarchy of them. I'm not concerned about anything but being able to command that behavior. So if they're exhibiting a, uh, a behavior of creating confusion, then I'm going to say a spirit of confusion because I know that I can command that spirit. I don't have to know the behavior or the name or anything. It just makes a better sentence because you're not doing it. They're not obeying you because you've gotten their behavior right. They're obeying you because of the authority that you are walking in. But it does make it easier because it clarifies for you and it just adds to your own personal authority. The other thing that's really important to me as I've just walked this for a long time is the demonic realm is created, 
originated from God's creation. And I always was struck, and Randy found this, in Jude 8 is the place where the archangel talks about and he says, I won't even rebuke you, but I will let God do that. So I think whenever we encounter anything, whether it's our enemy in the natural or enemy in the, the supernatural, coming with respect is the safest position that you can be. So you don't engage, you don't love, you don't honor what you do is stand in your authority respectfully. Okay. Now we get to practice. So I'm going to have, I mean, all because I want you to get this, and so this is a part of, this is exactly as if you were sitting in my ministry room. This is exactly the kinds of things that I would do. And I'm just going to encourage you. So I'm going to ask the Lord in a second to help you identify a spirit. So spirits are, are just something that broke through in the spirit realm. And so they're normal. They're common. They're irritating. But they're not frightening. <laughs> And so I'm going to ask if there's one, and then if there's not, I'm going to ask God just to give you a sense of something that you have authority over. So maybe there's nothing in you. Maybe it's something in your household. Maybe it's something that you've been recognizing in your children. Maybe it's something that you've recognized in the sphere of your workplace. Maybe it's something that's happened in your God is just going, hey, I've always wanted you to... Reprint and break off a tie that's in the property that you own. So there's just a lot. I'm going to ask him to give you something, and then we're just going to cast it away. Okay, does that feel okay? You get to practice. You do not invite the demonic to you by saying, I renounce and repent. So if you just say, God, I have nothing, so I'm just going to use this time to practice my authority, and God will honor that. So if you will stand up. Jesus, I ask that, that you love us to engage you, even engage in practicing. And so I ask that you would just personally, however you want to do that, just give each person here a touch of what the enemy's plans and strategies are for them. God, just give them a touch. And that touch may be in a thought. It could be in a physical pain. It could be in um, an emotion. And God, if it's not for them, I ask that you would clearly give them something that they are taking authority over, that the enemy's desire is to steal and destroy All right, and now, because it just is easier to stand, when you're standing, people tend to feel like they have more authority. This is just going to be a little odd, but I want you to stand straight, because being straight, I want you to not close your eyes. I want you to just look ahead, because we want to be available. We want the enemy to know that we understand our authority. And then I want you to repeat after me. 
I renounce and repent for any agreement I have made with the spirit of, and you name your character, and I command in the name of Jesus for this spirit to be gone. And go to the feet of Jesus. All right. Stay standing. So raise your hand if you felt a difference, if you felt more peace, if you felt a release, if you felt something change or shift. Great. Now I want to give you the second prayer. So if they didn't believe you or you didn't believe you, which is probably the more significant of the two. I just want you to pray this prayer. Jesus, I repent for my unbelief. And I ask you to remove the Spirit. So when the Spirit is gone, then I want you to pray... I invite you to pray this. Holy Spirit, come and cleanse, heal my body and my soul from the effects of the Spirit. Okay. Just kind of check how you're doing. And then I want you to clap, not the sozo clap, which is changes and shifts things, but I want you to celebrate. So can we just clap? Because celebration is a big part of being able to deliver us from evil. And so I want you to celebrate the the people who automatically that was easy and what was harassing them just fled. And I want you to celebrate that you've been just invited into a journey with God. If you notice something and it didn't leave, and now now you're conscious of something that you weren't before, that's where the kingdom of God invades your life. So celebrate the fact that you are more aware of an obstacle that allows you to walk in more freedom. So we have lots of resources. And so if this didn't work, sometimes... God doesn't invade and release something because he mostly wants you to be in community and he wants to give you a gift. So I would just recommend if that's you, I would just either come up in prayer ministry time or I would come and even ask the prayer ministry people to say, you know what, I think I need more and they will help you resource the more. So I want you to celebrate. This is the beginning of something so amazing in a walk of freedom. Okay, if the ministry team would like to come up. And I'm going to just kind of pray. And then I would love, if you're not going to come forward, I would love you to be able to turn to someone and just share your experience because confession is a powerful tool to remind you of what your authority and who you are. So, Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this invitation. Thank you that you love us best. 
Thank you for the groundwork that you placed in this room for today, for freedom, for knowledge. That yes, God wants to deliver us from evil. And we get to partner with him in that. And Lord, as we leave this environment of celebration, I ask that you would take and you would infuse even deeper your presence and the knowledge and understanding of what you carry as you carry the kingdom of God wherever you go. And Lord, we ask that truly that each and every one of us would have eyes to see where to deposit that kingdom. On this note, I just release you. Thank you so much.